Yo, 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 let's go, let's go. It's the Great Debate Show with your host, Jarvis Jeffries, that's me, along with Terrence Smith and Nick Ely. We're in the building and we're back, better than ever, baby. They call us the good guys. And um, we're available wherever you get your podcast here at the Great Debate Show. Um, just hit that follow button or subscribe button and you can be notified each and every time an episode is up. And we're up right now about to give you a recap of the NFL Divisional Playoffs this weekend. We had two games Saturday. We had two games Sunday. And now we're down to the final four. Four teams remain. Detroit at San Francisco, NFC Championship. Kansas City at Baltimore, AFC Championship. That will be the first game on next Sunday. I didn't know if my Niners were going to win this game as I was watching it, even though I predicted that we would win. And I predicted we would cover. I was definitely going to ask if you was nervous. I, I wasn't nervous, but... I was like, damn, man, really, again? And so I was ready. I had already gotten my notes together on what I was going to say about the Niners losing. He had a confession speech already read. I already had a speech. Um, and it's not to say I didn't have, it's, hold on, and not to say that I didn't have faith or I don't believe, because I know that's what some Niners fans will, will want to say, it has nothing to do with that. It's just they were playing like ass. And when you play like ass, sometimes you lose. We don't normally win games. When we play like ass, like we've seen teams like Kansas City do, um, Buffalo do, Philadelphia do. They did a lot when they were uh, on their way to 10-1. and one. So, yeah, I didn't know what to think. I was already ready to get back on my Shanahan, <laughs> my Shanahan trolling, uh, um, you know, tactics. And and the whole Purdy saga, did he make the right decision or not? Because he played like ass as well. So, man, look, I was ready. So, I wouldn't say I was, you know... Nervous at all to be honest with you. It doesn't matter to me. I would like for my team to win But at the same time if they lost Hey, man, it wasn't in the script for them to win if they win I'm gonna tell you it was in the script for them to win finally and after over 30 years of being a fan I'm gonna enjoy it and celebrate it damn it and that's just it I've said that all along But I do know there were a lot of fans cowboy fans mostly that hope I would lose uh, Your cousin Dwayne gave me a call on my birthday uh, Terrence and he after saying happy birthday, I hope you enjoy your day. He comes right behind it and says, I hope the Packers spoil, <laughs> you know, your, your, your season, though. Like, well, that wouldn't be a happy birthday. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sure he was upset that we won that game. Let's get into it, guys. Um, I, before I ask you the question I want to ask you about the last game, and this is the great debate show here on a magnificent Monday. On Sunday evening, the Bills lost to the Chiefs. But first, I want to tell you how I knew the Niners were going to win. I didn't know if they were going to win anymore, even though I always thought it's their destiny to win the whole damn thing this year. When they showed the schedule, they waited until about five, six minutes left in the quarter, in the game, before they showed next weekend's schedule. And if you noticed, I pay attention to everything. They showed Baltimore hosting Buffalo or Kansas City at like, at like um, I don't know, 2, 2.30, it's the early game. And they showed the late game being, hey, uh, Green Bay or San Francisco versus Detroit or Tampa Bay at 5.30. 6.30 Eastern. That told me there the West Coast team will be playing in the NFC Championship game. That would be us. If it was going to Detroit, it probably would be the early game. I don't know. But they normally don't have, 
in the championship weekend, if anybody's ever paid attention, I, I can't remember when the last time there's been two teams hosting the championship game on the same time zone. A lot of people don't think that matters or they don't pay it any attention or they're thinking I'm just talking crazy again. But as soon as they showed that, that's when McCaffrey got the touchdown. And I knew then, okay, yep, we're playing. We'll be playing next week. So anyway, we'll get to the bill of the, to the 49ers and the Packer game in a moment. Shout out to the Green Bay Packers, though. Man, they are on their way. But let's start with the Buffalo Bills, guys. I just want to say I'm done with the Buffalo Bills. And not just because they cost me a little money tonight on a parlay. I lost $20. No big deal. But what I could have won, I would have liked to have had it, you know. But that's neither here nor there. I'm done with Buffalo, guys, because Josh Allen is 3-0 against the Kansas City Chiefs in the regular season. He's 0-3 against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in the postseason. They were on a roll after the 6-6 start. They switch coordinators. Joe Brady's been on a he's been on fire. Josh Allen's been on fire, but they lose by missing a field goal that could have tied it up and possibly went to overtime. With Patrick Mahomes, you never know. It still might have not made it to overtime, but they miss it. The Bills lose this game. I pick Buffalo to win. I know uh, Nick went with Kansas City, and I don't blame you. Uh, we feel I feel like an idiot right now for not picking them. It's starting to look like the Tom Brady, um, the whole Tom Brady thing. Don't bet against Brady. You don't bet against Mahomes. But Buffalo was so good. They've been so hot. And I know they have dealt with some injuries on defense. But the Chiefs lost a few players too, I believe, in this game. Guys, are the Buffalo Bills like the 1990 through 94 Buffalo Bills? Or are they even better than them? Because those Bills got to Super Bowls. This Buffalo Bill team has not reached one yet. This is the reason why you don't hear anything about Patrick Mahomes 1, Josh Allen 2. Or Josh Allen 1, anybody else behind him. This is why we say Mahomes, then Joe Burrow. Because Joe Burrow has beaten Mahomes. Joe Burrow has been in a Super Bowl. We hadn't got that from Josh Allen yet. This is why he deserves the smoke that he was getting before the six-game winning streak. So let's start with the AFC guy first, Terrence. How's the Buffalo Bills window closed on a Super Bowl? Uh, no, I don't think it's closed. I mean, you got to keep in mind that if we're using Tom Brady and, and Peyton as a reference... Maybe eventually got one. Uh, it did take him a while. It did take him a while. But early on, Brady was, you know, when, when if they went into Foxborough or or even if New England had to go to Indianapolis, being against Brady was not the safest thing to do. And it seems to be the, the same case in, in, in this situation. Uh, and and if you drive it, and you, you know, we talk about scripts all the time. Did you, did you know what they played right before the game started? No. They played a Tom Brady and Peyton Manning Montauk. In, in comparison to these two. Yeah. Uh, I mean, essentially one and two uh, in, 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 as far as quarterbacks in the league today. So, I mean, the story kind of writes itself. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to play on what Jarvis typically says. Uh, but right now, I think that Mahomes is a more seasoned uh, quarterback in the playoffs. And listen. Uh, Josh Allen didn't really have a bad game. I think he had a pretty good game, actually. But the problem there is you can't leave it to the field goal kicker. And unless you have Ben Terry or, you know, some of those guys that were, were 
bless your field goals. Justin uh, Tucker. Justin Tucker, I'm trying to not jinx my field goal kicker. Because when, when he misses, we do lose. It's just a fact. Uh, hell, hell, when does he miss? When does he miss? But, I mean, you, when we lose. But now, if you, <laughs> if you okay. remember one year, I think Banerjee was, he didn't miss a kick in a regular season. And then he got to the playoffs and he got drunk and he couldn't kick anything. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about a liquored up kicker. <laughs> yeah, so you just can't leave. You cannot leave with the hands, the game in the hands of a field goal kicker, unless you have one of those guys. They clearly, them and Green Bay need to be on the market for a field goal kicker right now. And I know that Foster is a rookie, but uh, bro, you can't do that. We've got a rookie yeah, kicker I'm right now too. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not blaming Josh Allen, but what I am saying is that. You can't leave the hands in a game of big okay. Okay, but Terrence, but Terrence, I didn't ask you who's to blame for their loss. I asked you was their window closing, and I hear you on. I hear you yeah. saying that it's not going to close. I appreciate you disagreeing, but if they can never beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in the postseason, it's going to close eventually because they will never get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, well, he's got to beat them at some point. That's, that's my point exactly. That's closing the window a little bit more when you add those other quarterbacks that are on the rise. And, and, and listen, I'm not trying to say it because it's my team, but I really wouldn't be surprised if Lamar goes on some kind of a run himself. Well, he, he, might, he might get back to back. Okay, well, that's another quarterback that he has to go through. I mean, so to answer your question, I said that's just another quarterback that he would have to go through. And that window's not going to be open long. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say the window's closing by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Josh Allen is what 26, 27 years old, something like that. Uh, and I mean, by today's NFL, by today's NFL standards, he's got 10, 12 years of his prime left. And as long as you got a so? quarterback with that kind of ability in his prime on your team, you, you're still well within your Super Bowl window. That being said, AFC is starting to look very familiar. Um, to the, the 2000s AFC that we grew up with. Obviously, we always knew there was, there was a Manning and a Brady, but then it was also, on a, to a lesser extent, uh, Philip Rivers, uh, Carson Palmer, that then became Andy Dalton. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you've always had guys, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, you always had uh, Joe Flacco for the couple of years that he had the Ravens, uh, you know, really ticket, and they won the Super Bowl. Um, so you've always got those guys in the AFC, it seems, that uh, come in and, and just kind of are able to keep teams, you know, at or near that top echelon uh, for, you know, 7, 8, 10, 12. As you saw Brady, 20 years. Uh, Manning had coached there for 16, 17 years or so before he moved on to the Broncos, still in the AFC. Uh, and so, you know, you, you're going to have that. Uh, what it looks like we've got here again in the AFC. Um, again, you got, of course, you got Mahomes at the top. Um, and I guess there's really an argument for who you can say is that number two, whether it's Josh Allen. Whether it's Lamar Jackson, whether it's Joe Burrow, who's on the one that's beat him in the playoffs to this point, that's still on the lead. Uh, Lamar obviously will get his shot next week, and so that'll be uh, that'll be very interesting to see. I'll be curious to hear uh, how Terrence feels about that going into having to beat the man in order to be the man. Uh, but no, no the, the Bills uh, Super Bowl window is far from closed, um, but it certainly is going to be a, a crowded window to fit through. 
Well, I disagree with the both of you. I think it's closed. I think they've reached their ceiling. I think they reached their ceiling because he he won't beat Patrick Mahomes. This is your chance to beat him if you can't beat him any other year in the postseason. I mean, if Lamar Jackson is still healthy, if C.J. Stroud is still healthy, <laughs> come on, man. Uh, he still has to go through those teams. What if Cleveland and Deshaun Watson can come back to the Deshaun Watson as we know? And that Cleveland team is good. They got a playoff win without him. There's there's a lot of teams to go through in order to get there. What if Tua and the None Dolphins finally get it together? Huh? None of them got the boogeyman. None of them got the if, if he was the boogeyman, he'd be going to the AFC Championship game right now. Uh, that That's it, period. I'm talking about Josh Allen. I thought we were talking about Josh Allen. But he's not the only one that has beaten the boogeyman, Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow has. So if you want to be real, I think we should be saying that the Manning-Brady rivalry of old, I think the new Manning-Brady rivalry should be Mahomes and Burrow, not Mahomes and Josh Allen. In order for it to be a rivalry, you need to beat him sometimes. He's never done it. We got to move on, guys, so I won't hold, I won't stay on this topic long, but I will say this. Uh, last year, Patrick Mahomes is not the one to eliminate the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen got his ass whooped by Joe Burrow. Yep. So, again, I disagree. I think that Josh Allen and the Bills' window is closed because he can't beat Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow. And he probably wouldn't, and he wouldn't beat Lamar Jackson next week. So, with those three quarterbacks and those three teams alone, he's not going to beat either one of them to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, he, I don't care how young he is. Right. Well, I mean, this is, at this point, it's really it's not all about Josh Allen because they have to do what the Chiefs did. You know, the Chiefs had to restructure the team after they gave Mahomes that money. And I think that's what's really going to be the determining factor because they're going to lose somebody. Whether it's Gabe Davis or it's true, too. But they might lose Gabe Davis. They might lose Stephon Diggs. I mean, they got to lose somebody at some point. Um, Patrick Mahomes lost Tyreek. Patrick Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill. And he still got a championship after that. And he still beat Josh Allen again. Yeah, and he just beat Josh Allen again without him. And I can't let you slide with this. It's not just about Josh Allen. Because if the Bills win this game on Sunday evening, everybody's praising Josh Allen. Not the rest of the Buffalo Bills. Okay, I got yeah, you. I mean, going, going forward, it depends on how the team because we know that the Chiefs, as the Chiefs really right now are still a good team, probably because of Mahomes, right? Yeah. Um, if you put another quarterback on that team, the problem not going to be as good. My point is, when Buffalo has a good team, then we'll see. Their window, their window could close very quickly, or it could still be cracked open a little bit. It just depends on how they restructure their team after uh, after Josh Allen's money kicks in. 
Well, all right. I'm gonna leave it. We're gonna leave this debate alone and agree to disagree. But I still say that the Buffalo Bills overall have a better team than the Kansas City Chiefs. They should have won the game, and they did not. So the Bills, they choked again, once again, and Josh Allen is starting to look like the NFL version of James Harden, always doing his thing in the regular season and never going far in the postseason. He does what we expect him to do, and I shouldn't be surprised. I shouldn't be surprised at all. All right, so talking about the Bills, they lose. Their season is over. Kansas City still doing their thing. Somehow, some way, they make a way and find a way. Again, Patrick Mahomes, he was good, and he had to do a little more than Josh Allen, in my opinion. And, yes, Allen did have a good game, but it wasn't good enough. Like Nick said earlier, I mean, like Terrence said earlier, you cannot put the game in the hands of a field goal kicker. You just can't. They had to score down there, and they did not. All right, we're going to go on to the game that was earlier on Sunday. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers went to Detroit, and they looked like they came to beat the Detroit Lions for a minute. It was pretty close. It was going back and forth. We're going to start with Nick, the NFC guy. I don't know who you picked. I know I picked Detroit. I got this one right. I got everything right but Buffalo, and that's another reason why I'm hard on them. I didn't win the money, and you made me look bad by getting the loss. Nick. The Detroit Lions beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Although I know you all, um, you know, want to give some flowers to Baker Mayfield on a great season. He overachieved it more than what anybody thought he would do with that team and the Buccaneers as well as a whole. Mike Evans, another phenomenal season. He started to break away in this game. So good season for Tampa Bay. But Detroit got the win. Are you impressed and do you think the Detroit Lions have enough to go into Levi Stadium and beat the number one seed, San Francisco 49ers. Boy, I can't wait to hear this. Am I impressed? No. Um, I expected him to beat the Bucs. I, I did pick them to win. Oh, okay. Um, so I, mean, I wouldn't say I'm impressed, um, at least not just by that win. Um, from an overall perspective, yes, I'm impressed to see the Lions uh, get to the NFC Championship game for the first time. And what, since I guess they, they, they go in 90, 91, 91, 91. Uh, early on in his coaching tenure with the Lions, giving a speech about you know how he just needed the guys to trust him and how he was going to beat some rough days in practice. So they, you know, in order to be who they were going to be, particularly on defense, we got to we got to tackle people in practice, guys. If we're not practicing at full speed, we're not going to see it. You know, it's going to suffer a little more than it probably did at other places, but it is what it is. And you know, I just need y'all to trust me that it's going to be worth it on the back end. And from what I'm seeing to this point. It's definitely worth it on the back end. He, he has come through for his team in terms of uh, sticking to who he is, you know, going for it on those fourth downs when a lot of people would kick field goals or punt or do whatever. He, he you know, he stays aggressive, stays true to the identity that he's brought to that team. And so, uh, so I'm happy to see them succeed. Um, as far as them going into next week, if I'm being perfectly honest, I am rooting for them. Uh, I was, I was, uh, I was a little, I was getting excited. Uh, watching the 49ers this past this weekend um, in their game and, and things, how things kind of were getting a little, little close there against the Packers because uh, I did say to you that I thought one of you 
might be right for an upset. Obviously, the Ravens were not the one. Uh, they they put a put a good little whooping on Texas, but uh, the Packers are right there. And uh, I was I definitely had that that text ready for Jarvis to be like, hey man, you was uh you ready to get on a podcast? <laughs> you know I would have been ready though. I was, I was definitely getting ready for it, man. But uh, but no, that actually <laughs> something kudos to the Lions, man. Looking forward to it next week. Um, they they got a shot. Um, you know, if if I was forced to pick. I would probably pick the Niners to win it, uh, but it's, it's what you, you say that spread was early, seven? Seven. It went up to seven. It was six and a half. Now it's already seven. Uh, all right. I I'll probably stay away from that spread. Or if I was going to take it, I, I'd go plus to the line. I think we might be looking at a field goal game here. Well, we've got a rookie kicker, uh, so I hope it doesn't come to that. Yes. Find a way to stick it up at the worst time. Yeah. Hey, those lines are dead. Uh, those, those lines got hung off a cliff by their brother. Like, that's it. They got <laughs> dropped in the stampede. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I like, this is like that one, really. I kind of did. The only thing I was really disappointed in uh, would have been Ty Bowles' defense. Because where was it? Yeah, not the same defense we saw against Philly. They were blitzing Jalen Hurts every play. Yeah. And then they forgot how to blitz in this game. Yeah. It's, it's, it's remarkable how teams play totally different when they should be doing the exact same thing. Or scripted. And they were. Now, I, I can answer that for you. It's because Todd Bowles watched the film and said, oh, the Lions coordinator, Ben Johnson, knows what a fucking slant is. He knows how to throw the ball over the middle. So if I, if I blitz him like I did last week, we're going to get boat race. That's what happened. But you know what? Sitting back in those soft zones is what got him beat. And, 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 and again, to beat the Detroit Lions, and I'm not saying the Niners can do it on Sunday, but to beat the Lions, you do have to put pressure on Jerry Goff and stop the run, of course. But, uh, yeah, uh, guys, yeah. I, I, I'm going to say I'm impressed because – I didn't quite know if the Lions were going to win either game, even though I predicted they would win both, just because it's the Detroit Lions. And so, alluding to what Terrence was just stating, yeah, they're not the same old Detroit Lions, and we have to just get that out of our heads. That's a thing of the past, and congrats to them and that whole organization for that and their fans. As I heard St. Brown and Jerry Goff saying after the game, they do deserve it. They really do. Uh, the Detroit Lions are a good football team. I told people last year they're coming, and now here they are this year in the NFC Championship. Got something else right. A lot of people was telling me, man, Jerry Goff, he's he's janky. He's suspect. No, I said for a few years now that, hey, man, do you think Sean McVay got rid of Jerry Goff a little too soon? Now, again, you guys won the debate as far as why he shouldn't feel like that. Because he won, a, he won a championship with Stafford the first year with him. I get it. But 
Stafford ain't got that much time left. He didn't beat Jerry Goff and the Lions, and the Lions are still in it. They're still playing here now. So talk, say what you want about Jerry Goff, but this is the – he's one of only a handful of quarterbacks that I've been to championship to a championship game on two different teams. That's what he's done. People seem to forget he took the Rams to the Super Bowl also. And uh, I always thought McVay kind of was a little impatient with him. They did get the Super Bowl without him. But, hey, man, Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions, and I know this is crazy to say, but Jared Goff could win a Super Bowl with the Lions right now. Uh, right now. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about styles, uh, I thought that Green Bay posed a lot of problems for San Fran because of their playmaking ability and receiver. Who has more of that in the playoffs than, than Detroit does? Yeah, they got it. They've got stylistically, it. Stylistically, they, they can be a problem. Yeah, no uh, doubt. They spread teams out. They spread teams out. And, and, and if there is a hole in coverage anywhere, golf has been finding it. Yeah. Uh, I can just, uh, before we even get into predict- predictions, I can tell you right now, if Bosa and Chase Shadon don't show up, it'll be a long game. Well, they didn't show up. Not to mention when it comes to the Lions, what you know, what what can Aaron Jones, the running back for the Packers, do that a Dave Montgomery and a Jameer Gibbs can? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, you're right. They present the same, the same kind of threat. They do, no doubt about it. I have nothing. They, they, they are they are essentially a better version of the Packers. Yeah, I agree. The one thing the Lions are not a better version of the Packers, at, though, and they did look better uh, on Sunday against Tampa Bay is their defense. It's very suspect. For the most se- for the most of the season, it's been pretty bad. But yesterday, hey, they did pretty good. They looked good, and uh, they made stops when they needed to. But still, there was times where you thought Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers are going to beat these guys, and they're going to keep this season going. So, again, shout out to the Buccaneers. Great season. Hope Mike Evans is, you know, well, I don't care if Mike Evans stays in Tampa Bay or not, but I just hope he gets his bag because he definitely deserves it. Ten seasons in the league, all ten seasons, he's gotten over a 1,000 yards. And he had a good playoff game on Sunday as well. Uh, the Detroit Lions at the San Francisco 49ers for the NFC Championship game. I said episodes ago, and again, I said the word easy peasy. I won't say that anymore for the rest of this season. But I did say that the Niners would play Green Bay and Detroit in the playoffs and that they would not play the Cowboys or the Eagles again. I did say that. I couldn't find the sound bite in time, just in case anybody who doesn't listen to the Great Debate Show uh, on a on a regular basis, if you're just listening casually, we're credible here at the Great Debate Show. I've been getting a lot of things right this season, and I said we're playing the NFC North again, Green Bay and Detroit in 2019 when we went to the Super Bowl. We beat Minnesota in Green Bay. Same old thing. So here we go. Uh, it won't be easy again, but I don't think the Buccaneer game would have been easy either. So let's see how it goes. All right, um, gotcha, T. So let's let's get into that game real quickly as we were talking about it. As we go to the Saturday games now, Saturday night on Fox, Niners hosted the Packers. Um, the Packers, yeah, they played a great game. They could have won the game if you ask me. They should have won the game. But they didn't do it. And this gives me further confirmation that it's our destiny to win the Super Bowl this season. Because we shouldn't have won that game. Nick, you're the NFC guy. You were watching it. I'm sure you were 
smiling from ear to ear after Aaron Jones had that big run, and it looked like, damn, it's a wrap for the Niners. <laughs> one and done. Number one seed. But we prevailed. What's your thoughts on that game? And going into Detroit, you've already kind of eluded on it a little bit. But um, why was that game so tough? What did you see on why we barely won that game? And even though we did get the win, can we look better against the Detroit Lions team or worse? I, I would say this. Y'all, y'all definitely should have lost that game because what, what doesn't show up in the stat sheet is the three picks that brought Purdy through. And unfortunately, the Packers weren't able to, to hold on to. Three or four. Yeah, they're they One of which, Darnell Savage saw the end zone before he had him. Nobody did anything like the speed to catch it between him and the end zone. Um, and so something like that happened. That definitely probably would put that game on his head. And, uh, and y'all could have been out of there pretty quickly. And uh, so kudos to the Packers. Um, as I said before, I've had to eat crow because I, I said before the season, I didn't think George Love was it. I thought he was serviceable, but had nothing in it that suggested he would be great. And he has proven me absolutely wrong, uh, particularly what he turned into in the back half of the season with a bunch of receivers that most people have never heard of. Uh, they, they were an absolute force. And uh, like I said, short of you know, a couple of drop picks, um, a missed field goal, you know, a couple of players like that. Uh, this, this could have had an entirely different outcome. You know, this could have been Green Bay and to Detroit uh, for the NFC Championship game. A complete NFC North sh- showdown in that regard. So, um, there, there's a lot of talent uh, just out here in the league in general. A lot of these guys that are younger, that are on the come up. Um, we just ran through you know, all the guys in the AFC. The NFC is obviously, you know, to an extent shown to be lacking as much of that talent. Uh, you got a Jalen Hurts. Uh, but right now you got a Jordan Love that's showing you know, that he's on the way. Um, that Prescott has always been kind of in the conversation, but whatever. Uh, you know, you, you've got some guys either kind of in the conversation. I was trying to be as respectful as possible, even though that's not something that a cowboy deserves. But at any rate, and so you you got some guys there, man. I'm looking forward to the league um, just going forward and seeing how it develops and, and how these young quarterbacks progress and, and how we continue to have these conversations about which quarterback is ranked where and who's better than who because there's going to be a lot of guys that are really uh, really deserving of, the, of those conversations. And so, uh, back, to the, back to the game. Um, 49ers did enough. Um, even with everything that happened, they did enough to get it done. And so, kudos to them. But, uh, but they definitely got to play a better game than that next week in order to make it to the Super Bowl. All right. Yeah, I think it was really, uh, it was a tale of two games for Brock Purdy. The game that could have been in a game that was. <laughs> the game that could have been would have been really bad. This conversation would have been totally different. This conversation would have been Jarvis talking bad about Purdy for throwing three picks and a pick six on his birthday and costing the Niners a chance at a championship again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game that he actually had, when he, when it came down to it, he outplayed Jordan Love. And uh, honestly, you know, we could talk about the missed field goal, the missed extra point, the drop picks. When it came down to it, Brock Purdy versus Jordan Love, Brock Purdy made some throws. He had that one drive, is, that, that one drive is where he made some throws. The rest of the game, I, I would have to disagree with you. And, and that one drive is what counted. One drive Jordan Love had the same. Yeah, that, that Jordan Love had the same opportunity. Win, yeah, that drive got the win, but I'm not going to say Purdy outplayed him. He outplayed him when it counted. Um, like I said, that, that one drive, and, and Jordan Love had the same opportunity. He had like a minute and 
little over a minute left, three timeouts. All he needed was a field goal, and he couldn't get him. He couldn't even get him across midfield. Uh, I don't know what he was trying to do on that last throw. For as great as he's played over the last four or five weeks, including the playoffs, he didn't play well when it counted. Uh, I still like Jordan Love. I still like the Packers going forward. They're the youngest team who ever make the playoffs. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, unfortunately, their youth showed what it mattered the most, and that, that's including Jordan Love. But they'll be fine. They'll be fine. I knew, I knew stylistically, excuse me, I knew stylistically but there will be a problem for the 49ers with the way the receivers like uh, make plays. But uh, like I said, at the end of the day, the 49ers make plays that matter in the end, and, and the Packers didn't. And the Packers can't get ready for next year, and the 49ers are getting ready for Detroit. Yep. Nick? Oh, yeah, you did, didn't you? Okay, so, look, basically, I'll say this, and I'll try to be brief, man. Uh, the 49er game was bad. The whole team, for the most part, looked like trash, especially Brock Purdy. We didn't do good stopping the run. They do the same thing that we do, and I find it very hard um, to watch the 49ers attempt to not stop it. Like, the, the the runs, the tosses, where we're looking for the crease on the cutback, you know they're going to do it. Close that up. You've got to stop that run, and they continue to do it. And I think on the same side, for the most part, and still get good gains, big gains that would extend drives and sometimes put up points. That was not good, the run defense. The secondary was even worse. You got the P.I. where he... Man, beat Ambry Thomas pretty bad. Ambry Thomas looked bad uh, for most of the game. And if it wasn't for Drake Greenlaw and his two interceptions, yeah, we're gone fishing right now. We're in Cancun um, with the Philadelphia Eagles. And that can't happen if you're a number one seed. That can't happen if you're supposed to be the best team in the NFC, probably the league. That can't happen. Brock Purdy. As good as he's been, he looked like the way that he looked like the Brock Purdy we saw during that three-game skid that we were on. It looked a lot like the Cleveland Brown game to me, a team that is playing defense better than I expected. Because at the time I didn't know the Browns' defense was that good, but we realized, as I said, it's good at home, not on the road. Uh, C.J. Stroud showed us that, but the defense played good. And Brock Purdy act like, once again, maybe he really can't throw a wet football. Because it was a rainy game in Cleveland, and he looked bad because of it. And it was a rainy night in San Fran, in Santa Clara, I mean. And he looked like he cannot throw a wet ball. He started with the glove, then he took the glove off, and you saw him wiping his hand as much as he could all night long. Uh, I don't know what the forecast is going to be like for Sunday's NFC Championship game, but... Man, they better hope it's not any rain in the forecast because he doesn't look good with it. And then my last thing, the off well, no, it's not my last thing. The offensive line didn't look good either. They got pushed back a lot. Christian McCaffrey fought for every freaking yard he got from scrimmage. Nothing was easy because they couldn't create the holes that they normally create. You don't need a lot for CMC, but he's got to get something. And shout out to the Packers. They really was shutting that down. I've said time and time before again, the Niners are top heavy. And I'm going to get into the why I'll say we're top heavy in a minute. And what happens when we lose people. And I've said before that, well, the 49ers offensive line, they never quite fixed it. 
it steals Trent Williams and everybody else. And on Saturday night, that's exactly what you saw. Trent Williams and everybody else. Even he got a penalty, a crazy penalty. And I'm like, what was that? It was He was just coming back onto the field after a punt. So, um, and then there's the 49ers and their play. Again, this is a complimentary offense. If you stop the run, you pretty much stop the 49ers offense. And they were doing that for the most part. And then there's Debo Samuel. Man, I know I have been hard on Debo as far as what I think of him as a wide receiver. I've always said, though, he's a wide back. But wide back or not, damn it. I've said Trent Williams is the MVP on this team. And then it's Debo and CMC. But I guess it's Debo hands down. Because we are absolute trash without him. During that three-game skid, I hate to keep going back to it. Guess who was out for those games? Debo Samuel. It was a shoulder injury. They claim that this is what's wrong with him now. Even though I thought he had a head injury, they said that he was good when he came out the tent. They cleared him from that concussion protocol. And then he still just made he came, he maybe came back out for one one drive or one series, and then he was back out again, and he went to the locker room, and that was it. I'm like, well, where did the shoulder get hit at, though? I didn't see it. But anyway, the Niners are ass without Debo Samuel. It's like either the either Kyle Shanahan had this game, either his game plan was built all around Debo Samuel and only Debo Samuel, and he got hurt and left the game, and he was lost and clueless on what to do, or the Niners just aren't good without him. And it's probably a little bit of both. But if Kyle Shanahan is so damn good, if he's such an offensive guru, such an offensive creative mind, why couldn't he easily... Well, I wouldn't say easily because Green Bay did have a good game plan. They they did they do good with their zoning and everything. But why can't you be creative enough to come up with something to still get the ball down the field and drive and move the chains and get touchdowns like we normally do? I don't know if anybody heard commentary on Saturday night, but one of the guys said they've got a rookie kicker. He's missed. I mean, he's made a lot of field goals, but only like 25 or 26 or so because he doesn't kick a lot of field goals. He doesn't get a lot of field goal attempts because this Niner offense has scored a lot of touchdowns this season. Well, it came down to us not getting touchdowns, and we may have to get a kick here or there because the offense wasn't doing what they normally do, and it's because they stopped the run and Debo Samuel was out. If Shanahan is who everybody tells me he is, he has to find a way to still move the ball down the field and get touchdowns with or without Debo. Because last time I checked, Kittle still played. Ayuk still played. CMC was still playing. Trent Williams was still playing. Uh, Jennings actually might have had one of the better nights, even though Brandon Ayuk made a hell of a grab on a third and long, which was another bad throw by Purdy. Ayuk had to literally, you know, like, turn his body around backwards to try to reach back for that ball, caught it with his fingertips damn near, and he grabbed it. That was a catch, a hell of a catch. If it's not for that and a big third down play by uh, Jawan Jennings earlier in that in that second half, we don't win this game. The Niners are going to have to be better and prepare a game plan that you can beat the Detroit Lions with or without Debo Samuel because there's a guarantee. I mean, there's no guarantee he plays. We don't know yet. I haven't heard a word about the about the uh, diagnosis of his shoulder injury. It is the same shoulder from earlier this year, but we don't know what he done to it. Did he sprain it? Did he tear something? 
Did he dislocate something? We don't know. So this won't be easy, especially without Debo Samuel. It's not easy with all of our guns, with all of our bullets. But if we can't load Debo in the chamber, yeah, we got problems. And that'll probably be their way of telling you the Detroit Lions are going to the Super Bowl. But I don't think they are. I still say the Niners are going to the Super Bowl and they're going to win it all. I got to stand on that now, whether you know, regardless of who they play. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, uh, just again, Debo being out, it, it, it was like the Niners didn't know what to do. They just could not really get a lot going. This offense is based off rhythm. They get into a rhythm, and when they get to going, man, they can jump on you. But if you can weather the storm, basically that first quarter or the first two quarters, and they don't jump on you, and they don't get you in a situation to where you have to pass, and they can just pin their ears back and rush the quarterback, you can beat the 49ers. And this is have been the 49ers all season long. Um, I want to ask you guys a question before we get into our predictions, and then we'll wrap it up. How many plays did y'all see Nick Bosa make on Saturday night? I, I didn't know they put Nick Bosa play Saturday night. I thought he was hurt. Nick Bosa? That's what I thought. It's little as I saw. Okay. So, 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 so that, that. Uh, I think I saw one. Okay. And it probably was against a run, a play that he was unblocked in the backfield. Seems like that's the only plays he can make. No, no, no. he didn't make the play, but he was like headed towards Jordan Love and forced, I think he forced a bad throw or something. Mm, okay, okay. All right, so he made a play. He made a play. Yeah, so what I'm getting at is that I've told y'all before, I never thought Nick Bosa should be a $30 plus million man, but he is, and that's okay. But the only the only thing that makes it okay is if they're hosting that damn Vince Lombardi trophy up. And if he doesn't make more plays than what he's making, they're not going to do that. Chase Young, I talked about getting the bag, or he'll get a good one-year, two-year deal if he can reach down deep somewhere, show that he's got some heart, and make some damn plays. And he didn't make many either. So, hey, man, it's a reason why he got traded. All I know is this. Nick Bosa, and I know William Jones got on me pretty hard, and we had a great debate. We even had a whole episode uh, just us two talking about Bosa and his contract once he got it or before he got it. But 32, 33 million per, and this is the production that we're getting. And I don't care about the sex. It doesn't necessarily have to be sex, but there's not enough pressures either. Get some pressure, get an assist, lead somebody else to get it. You're not creating havoc to where you desire to where you deserve a double team or you demand a double team, and then somebody else has a chance to win the one-on-ones. I didn't see Javon Hargrave making any plays, mainly because they ran at them. And I've said before, our Eric Armstead, sometimes he's just like he finally came back, but it was his first game back in six weeks. And it kind of showed for the most part. Didn't make enough plays. That D-line, where all the money is. Everybody's getting paid except for the quarterback. They have to act like it. They have to show us they're worth every penny that they're getting. And if they want to get past Detroit, we're going to have to see that. Or they're not going to be in the Super Bowl, as I have predicted. Uh, Just wanted to say that, man. uh, Hopefully Debo plays. But if Debo can play, and if he's 75%, if he's 60%, that's better than nothing because at least you can use him for a decoy. 
I'm thinking Debo had to been pretty banged up if he couldn't even stay in the game to be used as a decoy. You know, let Green Bay figure out, oh, they're not really going to go to him. It would have been the fourth quarter probably before they figured it out. He's out there, and when he's out there, his presence, man, it, it, it's a demand. You've got to know where he's at. Is he going to get the ball or not? I didn't see a lot of motion in the backfield, not until we finally scored when we needed to to get the win. It's just a lot of things that told me the Shanahan is really the choke artist that people say he is still, or he was just told, hey, Debo's going to leave the game so we can make this thing close and just call some bullshit. And I could get paid to call bullshit. But that's what I saw for the most part of the night until the final four or five minutes of the game. Bullshit. Did we make plays when we needed to? Yep. But that thing got way, way too close if you're a Niner fan. All right, guys. So here we go. I'll start with the AFC Championship. That's the first game on Sunday, and we can get out of here. I keep, I don't know why I keep wanting to say Buffalo and Baltimore. I've had that in my head as if that was going to be the game, but it's not. Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes. We've never gotten this showdown in the postseason, I don't believe. We finally get it. Um, here we go. So, Terrence, I'll ask you, and, and, and I wonder, I wonder did Buffalo lose because Josh Allen didn't want to lose to Lamar Jackson next week. I wonder. Just let let them let them beat the other half black guy. I wonder. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I've actually got a theory about that in terms of uh, in terms of what's going to with the Super Bowl. Okay. Okay. Great. Terrence, tell us real quick who's going to win. As if we don't know what your answer is going to be. Uh, KC at Baltimore. This is a better matchup probably though because Buffalo did lose a lot of linebackers and corners. Hell, Kansas City got every damn body. Yeah. Look, of course, I'm going to go with my Ravens. I think that the difference now and previous years is that one, uh, the Bucks, not the Bucks, but Chiefs, uh, they don't have Tyreek Hill, and that was a lot of he was a lot of what we couldn't stop in previous years that we just had trouble with them. As a matter of fact, one year was we had them like fourth and twenty, and they picked it up off a crazy play to Tyreek Hill. Uh, to win the game. The first game I didn't win. So I think that, that's one thing. Two, the offense is just a lot more explosive now. They get touchdowns. You know, a lot of times they will have to settle for it. They roll uh, Tucker out there and just hope for the best. But these guys get touchdowns now. And I, when I, if I just had to make an overall prediction of how the game is going to go instead of just a score, uh, I think it's going to be a situation where the Ravens overall is just a little bit too much. And it's going to allow for the defense to make some plays and maybe get a turnover or two uh, somewhere in the game. And it may be the score for the turnover. So, of course, I'm going with the Ravens. Uh, it's hard to bet against my homes. And, and listen, if this wasn't the Ravens, not just my Ravens, but if this wasn't a team that's so good top to bottom, I wouldn't be doing it. And, and listen, and Jarvis, you know this. Uh, if the Ravens weren't legitimately as good as they are, I still wouldn't pick them. You know, if I, didn't, I didn't, if I didn't think they were really going to win, I still wouldn't pick them. Right, right. I, I, if there's two things I've always said, to me, Lamar had to beat Mahomes. I've been saying this is one of some of the first episodes we've done. Uh, I, I thought that, and, you know, I said I think on the last episode, to beat the man, you have to beat the man. Uh, Mahomes is the man. To me, for Lamar to get that next step, I think that this, I, listen, I was happy when that vehicle sailed wide right because this it's the matchup I wanted. I didn't want Lamar to get to a championship and not have beat my homes in the playoffs. I don't think anybody should do that. 
Burrow is cool. He's already done it. Brady did it a couple times in the AFC Championship and in the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, Josh Allen has done it. Now it's Lamar's turn. I think Lamar pulls it off. Gotcha. What you got, Nickelodeon? Mm. The Ravens are really, 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 really good. But as I've said for quite some time, I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs until you see the Ravens haven't done that yet. And I'm I'm sticking with that. Until you beat that, I mean, if this was a game, if this was week ten, I pick the Ravens. Did the Ravens and Chiefs play this year? No. If this, if this was week 10 and I saw and I'd seen what I've seen from these teams at this point, I'm like, yeah, Ravens should win the game. They might win about touchdown or something. But something about playing that, that guy 15 in the playoffs, it's just it's a different animal. Um, and, and, and that goes for the whole team, honestly. Him, um, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, um, the way their defense is played this year, it's uh it's you know, they, they present a different challenge, but the one the one constant is Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback and he's gonna be a problem. Um, so I'm gonna pick the Chiefs in a in a very tight game. Uh, if the Ravens do pull it out, I'm not gonna say I'll be surprised. Uh, but like I said, I just I can't pick them in good concert until I've seen them beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. That's fair. So if they were playing Joe Burrow and the Bengals right now, Kansas City. I pick the Ravens. No, no, no. If Kansas City was playing Cincinnati right now. Even though we know Burrow has beaten him before, they're like one and one in the postseason. How would you have went with that? How would you have Which way would you have went then? I mean, I would have to see what the Bengals have looked like to this point, right? Because Burrow's been out since what week six or something. Um, no, not that long. Yeah, like eight or nine. He missed like half the season. No, no, no. He played the game against us, and that was probably like week nine. Week. It was like half the season, so okay. That might have been his last game, somewhere in there. But yeah. um, I'd have to see how the Bengals have looked to this point to be able to kind of really give that a, a, a better answer. Um, but I certainly would, would debate it longer than I would with Chiefs against anybody else because none of the other ones have been Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. I got you. And I, 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 I'll say this as the second part as well. Um, if the Chiefs were playing on the road in, in Cincinnati as opposed to playing in Arrowhead, and that would, you know, that would influence it as well. It shouldn't really matter. It wouldn't for me because when Joe Burrow beat Patrick Mahomes, it was in Kansas City in 2021. So, it was. And he beat Josh Allen and the Bills in Buffalo uh, also last year. So, But in again, again, we know Burrow's not there. I just wanted to know where you would go with that if he was playing somebody that has actually beat him before. Terrence, you He's said... Huh? He's the only one I, I have to think about it all. Right. Everybody else, until you beat him, he's going to beat you. Gotcha. Uh, so, Terrence was just saying something about how Mahomes won, and to beat the man, you have to beat the man. Well, we know Josh Allen can't be the man then because he ain't beat that man yet. Uh, but but my, my prediction, I got to stand on what I've been saying all season, y'all. Well, not all season. When I looked into my gematria stuff and realized that, hey, I know I predicted San Francisco versus Miami, but it looks like the Ravens are going to go to Super Bowl 58. Even though, Terrence, you remember I told you that I saw some stuff that showed that they were going to win Super Bowl 59. Looks like that's going to be 58. And according to the internet world, they know it too now. And that's what scares me because everybody's leaked this 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 Photoshop of, um, and it was real. It looks pretty real to me. 
I don't know, but it looks like there was a, a local channel news and they were just kind of pre um they were showing uh the 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 uh the Super Bowl halftime show or at least the names that were going to be at the show and it had during the Ravens and 49ers halftime show at Super Bowl 58 like wow so that worries me a little bit but I'm going to stand on what I've been saying since I came up on my Gematria theory the numbers really don't lie if any we didn't do a podcast before the Celtics played the Denver Nuggets on Friday night but uh I told you guys and a lot of more people that I know that gamble hey I don't know what you're going to put on your parlay or if you just want to go Denver Nuggets here and put whatever you want to put on the Nuggets but they're going to win because the Celtics are not going 21 and 0 at home they're going to go 20 and 1 that 201 has not failed me yet I wish I could find a 201 for this Niner for the next few Niner games, but I can't. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm going with Baltimore because I got to stand on what I've been saying. It looks like the Ravens and Niners will be in the Super Bowl. It's the reason why I said I hope we lose Christmas Day, Christmas night to Baltimore because every team this year has gotten their lick back damn near pretty much. If they lost two of them in the regular season, they beat them the second time around in the regular season or postseason. That's what's happened pretty much. Uh, Tampa Bay didn't get their lick back on Detroit, but they got it back on Philly. They had lost to them in the, uh, in the regular season. So I'm going to say Baltimore wins. They go to the Super Bowl. Uh, this is going to be a good one, I think. And um, I, I just think somehow, some way, some of the things that Buffalo should have made uh, Kansas City pay for, Baltimore will. Some things, uh, whether it's special teams, you got to watch out for the Ravens and special teams. You have to watch out for what they'll do on defense. And at some point, Mahomes is going to have to press a little bit as we get later in the game because they're going to be kind of pressing for points. Because I still think as good as the Chiefs defense is, the Ravens will get points on the Chiefs defense a little more than I can see the Chiefs which has an offense that is really starting to come into his own now. They're figuring out, hey, let's just run the damn ball. And receivers aren't dropping the ball as much anymore since we've gotten into the postseason. What a, what a, what a surprise. But I think that they, they, the Ravens can get some stops. They'll get them when they need to. And uh, watch out for that Cal Hamilton dude. I think he'll make some plays at some point. I think he can take Kelsey out of the game. And uh, somebody else will have to make plays. And I'm not saying Rasheed Rice can't make plays, but I don't see him making enough. Zay Flowers is fast, and he's good, so good that, well, him and Bateman, and likely these guys are playing so good. I didn't see OBJ on Saturday. I don't know about any of you, but I didn't really see him. And if you play him on Madden, you have to you have to go into the, the roster, and you have to move him up. Uh, a few spots in order to get him on the field, like down there every down. He's not out there much. I've got the Ravens, and I think the Ravens will cover. It's only like three and a half or four and a half. I think they'll probably win by a touchdown. I know it's the Chiefs, but, you know, hey, Patrick Mahomes has lost the AFC Championship game before. This will be his second game on the road, even though he won his first one on the road. Man, it's gonna be it's gonna be rowdy in Baltimore if you've ever seen it before. Do you know, Terrence, that this is the first time your Ravens have ever? And I know they haven't been in Baltimore forever. Um, not the Ravens, 
But this is the first time the Baltimore Ravens as a franchise has ever hosted an AFC championship game. I did not know that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, usually they, they get this far, they're typically an underdog. Uh, all the years they've had the best record or second best record. Yeah. They lose in the division round two. Well, no one and done this year for the number one seed that is. The Ravens advance, the Niners advance, and we're going to close it out with the NFC Championship game. Detroit at San Francisco. We've already kind of talked about it and discussed it as we were recapping those NFC games. Who wins this game and why, starting with Nick? I'm going to go with the 49ers. I don't want to. I see. I, I, I don't. I don't. I the idea that the 49ers win the Super Bowl, and I got to hear this from Jarvis for the next 365 days, is not appealing. Right? Not even 365 days. More like 400 and some odd days, because I'm going to talk until there's a new Super Bowl champion the next year. <laughs> I'm just going to be real. And I'm changing my name on all social media from Jarvis Jeffries to Champ Jeffries. So. The Niners probably won't win because nobody will want to see that and they'll probably get their wish granted. But, yeah, changing everything to champ. And if anybody calls me outside of champ, I will not answer. I will not respond. My name will be champ for about 450 days or so. However long it takes from... Huh? (laughs) You'll probably have to. You'll probably have to. You better hope we don't win. But, Nick, it was real hard for you to pick us. Could you explain to us before Terrence tells us Who's going to win? Why you are actually picking us, even though it's not easy for you to do? The, the thing that, that concerns me with that pick is the, everything that the Packers do well that caused the, the, the 49ers a lot of problems, with the exception of the defense. Um, the Lions do better. From an offensive standpoint, you know, Aaron Jones is a great running back. But from what I've watched this year, there's nothing he does that Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery can't do, especially Jameer Gibbs. Um, if you watched that game yesterday, watch, watch that Lions game against uh, against Tampa Bay. Jameer Gibbs is a hell of a playmaker. Um, and I know early on there was a lot of complaints report from Lions fans early on in the season as to why he wasn't getting more touches. Uh, but later, look, you know, he's come on late in the year, and he is a problem in that open field, man. He he got some strength. He is quick as hell. He's fast. It's 51 and a half right now on the over-under. It's 51 and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I am envisioning a shootout. And 
it could literally come down to which defense makes a play. And and typically that that's a nod to the 49ers. Uh, the problem with that is Hutchinson may be the, he may be the best defensive player left in the playoffs. Hmm. That is that's sad. Because he doesn't make thirty two million a year. Right? He does not. Hutchinson has been in the not yet, right? Right, right. <laughs> he has been in quarterback spaces hmm. all postseason. Yeah. I mean, just a force. Uh he was all in Jordan Love's face. He he does not he does not come out of the mess where I went. Uh Jarvis, before I make my pick, let me ask you this question. Do you trust Purdy in a shootout? Well, I'll say I'll, I'll say this, and it's not a straight answer, but I didn't really know if I trusted him to win a game like this when he was down, behind, and needed to win because he's it's been so much about this system quarterback. And man, we've never really just seen him go through any type of you know adversity. Well. I think he checked the box on that, though, Saturday night. I mean, it doesn't get any more adversity than what it, he was facing on Saturday night. He was looking at a loss. It was going to be very bad for the San Francisco 49ers as an organization, for him as a quarterback and everything that has been said about him and what the Niners decided to do and make him the lead man. And they gave him the keys. So, yeah, I didn't see him really pulling that off. I told you I had my speech together to talk about why we lost the game. So, I, I, I'm not saying that I didn't trust him all the way completely, but I didn't necessarily trust him to get it done either. So, man, the only reason why I would answer yes is because of who the opponent is. I wouldn't trust him in a shootout against the Cowboys defense. I wouldn't trust him in a shootout not even against Philly probably. That's why I knew we wouldn't play those two teams. That's why I predicted the two teams that we would play. Say what you will about the Detroit Lions, but their defense is the reason why Purdy could beat them in a shootout. And all we need is a few stops. Now, on the flip side, all Detroit needs is a few stops too, probably, if they can continue to score like they do. But we'll see. But, yeah, to answer your question, I'm kind of reluctant to say it, but, yeah, I think I'll trust them to win a shootout because the Lions will give up big plays on the defense. Yeah. Which I, I don't trust. Uh, I don't trust. That's fair. This weekend, I saw a game this weekend where – he literally lost a game and the Green Bay Packers didn't want it. Uh, and, I, and I say that also because there's been a lot of different energy around Detroit. And I can't really explain it, but it's kind of giving you that team of destiny kind of feel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Jarvis said that's how he feels about the 49ers. He, as he should. I mean, it's a team. And, and you know, and he's got, uh, he's got other reasons to feel that way, too. Uh, yeah. But um, I, I'm going to pick I got you. And it very well could happen. We will see. So, Detroit and Baltimore is who Terrence has in Super Bowl 58. 
which would be a rematch from earlier this year where Detroit went out there and got dragged by Baltimore. Well, but not only that, not only that Jarvis, but this would be a kind of a full circle moment for us here on the show because I don't know if you remember, but a couple of years ago, I think it was week two from like two seasons ago they played, and Josh Tucker had to uh, beat them with like a 66-yard field goal, I think. I was telling people then, like, hey, watch out for the Lions. Like, this team is, is they're kind of they're kind of coming along. They might win a division at some point, which even them winning the division was kind of hilarious. Like, Lions win the division, uh, you know. <laughs> but um, I, pr- I predicted it. Yeah, they 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 grown up. They grown up real fast since that moment, and I, I just kind of saw it coming. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's it's funny that you say that because, I mean, everything that you said is true about the field goal and how you had to barely beat Detroit, but then you came back this year and played them and you beat the brakes off of them. I would love to see what your prediction would be. Well, I wouldn't love it because that means my team wouldn't be playing you. But if the Lions do play the Ravens, I would love to see what your uh, take is going to be on why your Ravens are going to beat the Lions the second time around because, I mean... There's a lot of adjusting for the Lions to do if they were to play you all in the Super Bowl, but not a lot for the Ravens to do, and that usually kind of goes in favor of the team that lost the last time. And again, I've said this before, a lot of these teams are beating, getting their revenge against the team that they lost to already earlier in the season. So I don't think it's a good thing for you to play the Ravens, to be honest. Uh, you've beaten the Niners also, and so you know I'm sure you think you're going to beat either one, but... I'm going to give you my take real quick on why the Niners get the edge. And it's pretty simple for me. I think it's in the script for the Niners to win the Super Bowl. That's that's just it. I'm not going to waste my time talking about X's and O's or any of that. The Niners are the better team, just like they are the better team against the Green Bay Packers. They won, whether they should have won or not. I don't know, and I'm not going to say that this game is going to be close or it's going to be a blowout or a shootout. It doesn't matter to me. I just want the Niners to have more points at the end of the game when it's the final score than the Detroit Lions. But again, not to get on X's and O's, but outside of Hutchison, that's the only name that really just like, oh man, if he has an impact on the game, the Niners better watch it. But with the Niners defense, and I know the Lions have a lot of talent, but damn, at some point I would like to think Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, Nick Bosa, Chase Young, Traverius Ward, somebody will make a play on that defense. I would like to think so because that are more; those are more names than I just mentioned than just Aiden Hutchinson. And then on the flip side, you've got Aiden Hutchinson and the Lions defense that is not that good. And if Debo plays, the Niners are the 49ers like, like they normally are. That's just too much when you've got CMC, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, Juszczyk, Trent Williams. It's just too much. And then Brock Purdy added to that fire because when they're rolling, he's rolling, everything is good. And uh, I think that's how it'll end up. I don't know if we'll jump on them and they come back. That's kind of what I'm predicting. But either way it goes, they'll make it kind of close. It's the last game. They're saving that one last, so it's going to be closer probably than uh, Baltimore and Kansas City, probably. We'll see. But I think the Niners win. Baltimore, San Francisco, I'm standing on it. It seems like that's what it's going to be. And uh, if it is, I'll have a question for Nick as far as, you know, I'm sure his answer won't change. But I've sent 
Well, Terrence sent it. You saw the picture as well. A lot of people seem to already know it's the Ravens and Niners. If that really does happen after next week's games, well, well, Nick, will you even consider that this game is scripted? Slightly. Sure, whatever. Um, hey, man, I, I just wanted an honest answer. I hear you. Like, I mean, to say it's scripted because the two best teams in each conference make it to the Super Bowl, like... But it's a reason. But it would be a reason. Again, those are the seeds they planted for it to be the outcome it's going to be. They were number one for a reason because they were going to put them together. They're not number one together any other year. It feel like those seeds they planted created some really low-hanging fruit. Hey, be that as it may. So what is that one? You going to make the Lion King reference? I can't turn seeds into low-hanging fruit? I can't get no kudos for that? He said, he, he said very small. <laughs> uh, I, I just wanted to know, Nick. I just wanted to know. We'll come back to it, though. Let's see if the Niners and Ravens both can win. Uh, if not, you know, then it doesn't matter. Uh, and it won't matter for me anymore either because I will be officially done with the NFL if the Niners don't win. I will only be here to debate top 10, top 20 stuff when it comes to the NFL. And I mean that. And, again, if the Detroit Lions win... Let me get my congratulations out to them right now. Y'all know I like Jerry Goff, and I like Dan Campbell, and I like me some St. Brown. They've got good backs and all of that, but I won't be liking them for about three and a half hours on Sunday, and uh, we'll see how it goes. I got the Niners. I got the Ravens. Terrence has the Lions and the Ravens, and Nick is going with the Niners and Ravens. I mean, the Niners and Chiefs for the Super Bowl. So we're all a little bit different, and we'll see how it goes. Um, it is very hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes. I know if I was a Ravens fan, I would be a little worried. But again, Jamatria never fails. Never fails. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, that's it. That's all I've got. It's been a good show. And um, just two games left before we get to the Super Bowl. And that's on Sunday. Buffalo is gone. So is Green Bay. So is... Uh, Tampa Bay and um, the Houston Texans. Good seasons for all four of those teams that are gone and eliminated. They are on the rise, and I do, and I and I want to say I may not be watching the NFL anymore after this year. We'll see. But even if I'm not, man, it's in good hands right now. Seriously, C.J. Stroud on the rise. Jordan Love. Oh my God, this is just good to know that. The, the league really are in good hands right now with these quarterbacks and these offenses and these assistant coaches and coordinators. Uh, I know Nick probably wouldn't agree, but for the most part, it's a lot of good coaching all around the league, a lot of good staffs. Um, Slowick over in Houston, an o- their OC who's getting some some uh, some some interviews for head coaching positions. Uh, and um, he came from Kyle Shanahan's uh, staff as well. So, just everybody's in good hands around the league. It's very good to see. But um, this is it. Purdy and golf in the NFC Championship game. It doesn't even sound right. A lot of people were expecting, if they expected Purdy in it at all, Dak and Jalen Hurts or Purdy and Jalen Hurts again. And it's none of that. It's Jared Goff. And I'm not surprised one bit. Um, but it's impressive in what they've done. The city does deserve it, and I'm, I'm happy for the Detroit Lions. I really am. Um, 
Baltimore. Let's see. One one more to go to the Super Bowl. Lamar said he was going to win the Ravens the Super Bowl, and I think he will one day. I just hope it's not this year. But we will see. But we will see. That's all I've got, guys. Anything else you all want to add before we get out of here? All right. That's, that's it. I'm gonna hold, hold another thought I have until until uh, we get closer to the Super Bowl. I think I think we'll enjoy that. We'll get closer to that. Okay. All right, Nick. I hear you. All right. Um, we'll see if that purple and red, that shade of red, is really the Ravens and. 49ers for Super Bowl 58. I mean the Super Bowl logo that we've been looking at all year long and that I have been seeing on TikTok and other social media platforms all year long that makes me wonder. They're going to throw a monkey in a wrench somewhere, somehow here. We'll see, though. Um, Mahomes is 3-1 in his career versus Lamar Jackson. And what's crazy about it is I don't remember any of those games. I don't have anything memorable. So hopefully they leave something memorable for me. Uh, this Sunday in the AFC Championship game. One more debate before we wrap up. And I also want to say Eric Bieniemy, if anybody cares, he is interviewing for the head coaching job in Washington. It's about damn time. I don't know how many people they've interviewed, but they should go ahead and hire that man. My last debate question for you. Will Taylor Swift be in Baltimore on Sunday? Me too. Like, you know, they, they talk about Belichick. Yeah. They talk about Pete Carroll, the rest of the front office or whatever. Uh, talk about Ben Johnson. Talk about Brian Johnson. Yeah. Whatever guy I have to say the reason, but I mean, hopefully somebody takes him. He should definitely have been in a lot more of these interviews. He's had nothing to do. His team didn't even go to the postseason. So it is no excuse. But maybe he's already known the commanders are going to hire him. I heard it went pretty well, but I don't know how many other people they're looking at. I, I hope they make the right move. They've got Adam Peters over there now as their new general manager. And uh, he came from San Francisco. Once again, Shanahan and John Lynch has their seeds sprinkled all over the league. How can you not have a Super Bowl victory at some point? That window is right here. I got a crack in that window. A real little crack. They've got to go ahead and win this thing or it's going to slam shut. And I'm saying after this year, I ain't giving them any more time. This is it here, Shanahan. This is it. Or you will see one of the most entertaining episodes of all time on a Great Debate Show after we lose. But again, ladies and gentlemen, for anybody that thinks that I am, you know, being negative, I'm not. I said we won the game, and I'm glad we won. I just have to, you know, call it as it is. If any 49er fan tells me we didn't look trash, they would be lying. We looked like trash. But the fact that we still won the game after looking like trash, and we didn't look like trash when we needed to, you know, not look like trash, we didn't. So we got it done, and we were able to get the win. But outside of that, yeah, we cannot bring that team back to Levi this Sunday against Detroit. Or it will be the Lions and Ravens, like Terrence said. Uh, what's the most entertaining Super Bowl matchup, though? We're going to put that on X and Facebook and everything starting tomorrow. Uh, no, uh, well, yeah, this week. You will be seeing that as we get closer to Championship Sunday. What's the favorite matchup for anybody? Is it Kansas City versus Detroit? 
maybe that could be a rematch from week one of this season where the Lions beat the Chiefs without Kelsey and without Chris Jones. Could we see that again? Or could we see Baltimore and Detroit in a rematch? Could we see the Niners and Ravens in that Christmas Day rematch? And who else could we play? Or the Niners could play the Chiefs again, even though they didn't play this year. That's still a rematch from Super Bowl 54. All right, guys, that's it. For real this time, we're out of here. Uh, Thank you, guys. It was a great show. And again, the Great Debate Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Just hit that follow button, and you'll be notified each and every time a new episode is up. We will be back. And uh, until the next time, man, this has been a Great Debate Show. You will see us or hear us again uh, if you pay your streaming bill. We out. Y'all be safe. Peace,